welcome back. This is episode five of Tiny Dynamite. It does digital deliberations. I was going to say what should be the word envy, but I guess it does digital deliberations. Either way, it slides off the tongue. We're only doing one dig. This is Tom. Hey. Uh, we had a little bit of a week off because I had to move. And I'm done moving. He moved, I, but he stayed in Maine. I moved 15 minutes down the street. Who does that? Um, people in a housing shortage who need to move really quickly. Fair enough. But it's done. And I don't have my neat-ass studio anymore, but I have a nice space to do a podcast, and I have a coffee maker, and a computer, and a cat. Cat sleeping on a box, because my entire house has been taken over by boxes, as moving usually causes it. So, what better way to celebrate a move than the fifth episode of my favorite podcast? You should probably give the cat some coffee. Seems like he needs it. I was thinking about, like, fucking with my fiancé and just being like, here, Gabe, have some coffee. She's like, he's on you if you do that. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Weird, my dad was giving me whiskey. My grandmother gave me coffee, is rumored, and that was, like, the ongoing joke on why I'm 6'10", because it was like, it's not your growth. I'm like, actually, it just gave me mild ADD. <laughs> Never liked coffee. I still love it. Like, I had to stop buying it just because I had such a backup of it at one point. Like, I was just going through so much, and then bought a coffee maker and then started going to dunks every day again so now i need to go back to making coffee again because i think it's better at home brie does make her own coffee but she uh she likes to buy a lot of wine so our fridge is a wine cellar not to mention the multiple wine racks we have full of wine we have too much wine i don't have any wine i think i have like i have a obsession with like beverages but it's usually like right now i have access to like five cases of mountain dew zero Oops. Um, and like vitamin waters and like I really like root beer. So I could like actively go find a root beer if I wanted it. What's your uh, what's your brand? Uh, Jones or I enjoy a good A and W. Really, A and W? Yeah. Maybe Barks uh, if I can find it. Barks is because uh, it's got the bite. Yeah, I'd go with Barks over A and W. I think I'm saying A and W because Target had like a buy one get three six pack deal one time, so I ended up having like 24 six packs and barks of, of the A and W root beer in the house. So it was just like, yeah, everyone has root beer. It's like such a baller move, like always having popsicles or something like that. So I have a constant supply of uh, Cactus Cooler, which is a California exclusive soda. It's pineapple orange. It's quite great, but I. Uh, I don't drink a lot of soda, so I'll have like one case and it'll last me two or three months. And I was running low, so I went to the store to get another 12-pack. A single 12-pack is $7. They had a sale, we had to get three packs, but it's $10 for three. So now I have a shit ton of sodas just hanging out in my kitchen. I'll never drink it. But I cannot do it, right? <laughs> Who's going to pay $7 for one 12-pack? Yeah, it's kind of silly. I did that once for... um dog beer when I lived in California because I'm like, I need something from home. So like, here's like a $17 six-pack of Sea dog Blueberry. I'm like, I'll take it. Is there a beer called Red Dog? Yes, there used to be. For some reason, when I was a kid, m my dad got this like crazy amount of Red Dog beer 
like, I want to say a hundred cases of it. So the, our garage was just cases and cases of beer. I don't know where he got it. I don't know why he had it, but he did. <laughs> it was very confusing. Let's see. It actually is back. It was, um, it was like super popular during the 1990s. Uh, and then it that's when that happened. 2005. Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess he's happy. Fun fact, Tommy Lee Jones was uh, hired to do the voice acting for the Red Dog commercials. I see. Be what about Billy dog? Bear? Is Billy Bear back yet? Billy Bear? Billy Bear. Billy Carter? Jimmy Carter's brother? Oh. It's in the 70s. That's a really funny... You can go buy an unopened can of it on Etsy for $18. That seems low, but also too high at the same time. <laughs> like, you can't drink that. No, definitely can't. Unless it was, like, one of those remade... No, it's a vintage 1970s unopened 12-ounce care of Billy Beer. Huh. Yeah. I think we should buy that for science and have you taste it. Fuck no. I watched those tasting videos of other, like, websites who do that. Where they're Ashens. like... <laughs> until like we're gonna drink this fucking Mountain Dew from 1991 and it's just like oh it kind of tastes like just the, the flavor just without bubbles it's like yep that's typically it that's what they did they went and drank a bunch of like discontinued sodas and like basically from anything from like 1991 down had like no fizz but like if it was like 1997 on it kind of had a, like a tiny bit of fizz left kind of weird how yeah. that's when they improved the carbonation New techniques. But that worries me, because maybe they've improved the like, preservatives and shit like that. Like was, white bread, like Wonder Bread. That shit can last forever. I was looking at something, and I came across this, uh... I don't know if it was a video or a website gallery, but it was somebody's collection of fast food. They have it all in little containers in their fridge, and just never rots. <laughs> Weird. People do weird shit. I don't understand it. Anxiety upsets me. That's like... Like the guy who froze Big Macs. Frozen for what reason? Preser preservation? Or is he just planning on eating them later? He, um, ate... He's like, this dude, he ate a Big Mac, like, every day his entire life. So he would go freeze them on days he couldn't make it to McDonald's. He just needed it that badly? A day without a, a Big Mac's a day he didn't want to live? I guess it, it that, like the story. Everyone's like, "Oh man, that's such a cool story." I'm like, "Is it though?" That sounds more sad and like. Yeah, that's not a good story. No, it sounds depressing of this dude who had such a chemical dependency at a McDonald's that he needed it that bad. Jones it for a Big Mac. <laughs> if I don't get a Big Mac, I hit my family. It's like, shut up, John, sit down. I just don't have it. I don't have it in me for you motherfuckers anymore until I get the Big Mac. And then he just eats the Big Mac. He's like, oh, all right, everything's good again. Wait a Big Mac in here, Stat. <laughs> He's off his meds. He's swinging a chair again at church. Someone prick at the Big Mac. If he's at the hospital and he's saying he has like a, like a surgery or something and he can't eat, do they have like one of those, uh, those IV bags full of like mashed Big Mac that just goes straight to his veins? Oh my god, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it's a Big Mac. He 
he's just like saying his last rites. It's just like, sir, you, you could live another 15 years if you eat no more Big Macs. He's just like, fucking kill me now. It's not a life I want to live. I've had 400 Big Macs in my life. You're telling me I can't have another one? Yes, sir. Just kill me. 400's only a year and some year change. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, like, I wonder if that guy is like... Ate a Big Mac every day. I wonder if I he... remember the story of the old man who went to McDonald's every day for lunch, and they throw him a party for like his seventy-fifth birthday or something like that. I remember that story, which also seemed kind of sad. We need to rely on the McDonald's to throw your birthday party. <laughs> He's sixty-seven years old. Weird. He's eaten more than thirty thousand Big Macs. Uh, I've had maybe two. The first time I had a Big Mac was only a few years ago. This is before I went vegetarian, but after I moved back to Boston, so three, four years ago. It was, uh, it was alright. I'm not gonna sit here and shit talk to Big Mac. It is a fine hamburger. It's a pretty good hamburger. Yeah. I like Whoppers because it comes with a little bit more, but... Burger King did something to their food. I don't know what happened, but there was a, a point in the Burger King history where all the food just tasted different. I'm gonna... Turn this podcast into a fast food review chain. I think the winners talk about. Do we're just gonna start flipping it? <laughs> just like, all right, we're done. Just gonna. Uh, today is about goldfish. Like actual goldfish or the food, the goldfish. Oh, that is an excellent question because you can turn it into which is the best flavor of goldfish. Pizza. Which? Fuck you! It's all wheat uh, cheddar. Pizza is fucking delicious. I don't know, man. Ain't no pizza in my fish. Now we're gonna talk about video games, or we're gonna talk about Big Macs and Saddled Men. Saddled Men who aren't us. I know, Saddled Men... We're not even close, like, we should just give up now, though. We we haven't done anything significant gaming-wise, like... Didn't you just get a Tetris World Record or something? Pretty close, I need to start recording, but yeah, I ended up hitting 500,000... What's, what's number one score? Oh, you gotta hit max. What if you hit max? You just automatically be like number two. You can never become number one. No, I think that I think it's set up right now that there's like ten people set up right now that are sharing, um, sharing the number one spot. So you're tied for first. Is the highest you can ever do. But pretty much, yeah. But now, like people are going. I don't know if Twin Galaxies has updated it recently because, like, I know this is going to be significant to like two people in the world for me, but um. Like Tetris scores are just starting getting broken because there's a new technique that people are using that ended up finding a way to raise the megahertz in a standard Nintendo controller from like eight to twelve without using the double tap technique, which is another technique. But I guess it's just been shattering Tetris scores. But Twin Galaxies is the one I base everything. Did they lose of. their case against uh, what's his face, Hot Sauce Guy? I thought, I thought the Hot, hot sauce, sauce Guy, guy won lost. last I checked. Billy Mitchell, what's his name? Twin Galaxy. Billy Mitchell won. He took their asses down. It was just up a f earlier tonight. ERR connection. Maybe they're blocking you for uh, too much spamming. This bright guy won't leave us alone about his goddamn Tetris score. God, he's been on this website. You're banned from Twin Galaxy. like I'm banned from editing that page on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, because doesn't it like, change automatically or are you not even allowed to change it anymore? I need to start hiring <laughs> underlings to do this. Get on proxies. VPNs. Do what you gotta do. Couldn't you, I was gonna say, couldn't you technically do it on a VPN? Yeah, but who has the time? Yeah, who's got the time to go do that shit on a VPN? So, 
What else is going on um, in games this week? There was that emulation uh, joke that was going on with that company that's making the overpriced uh, emulation system. Oh yeah, that was Mike Chi. Mike Chi is a he, he makes a bunch of accessories. He's mostly known for the retro tank. The retro tank 5x is the current to go to upscaler for anything retro. When you had your uh, what was that? Frame Meister, then there was the OSSC, which is what I use, and then the Retro Tank 5 is the current standard for anything. I don't know if you care about uh, using old consoles and new TVs, but a lot of issues old systems had were uh, if they would change their internal resolution. So you'd be playing a stage, it'd be 240, the next stage is 480, and it would be either a, a refresh period where your capture card would know what to do with it, and it would uh, like be a black screen for more seconds than it should be, or it would just completely drop your connection altogether. Nice. The RetroTrink solves that problem, so it's actually a really good device. I haven't bought one yet, but they're uh, they're a little pricey, but they're solid. Anyway, he just made a stupid joke about because uh, the fucking Polymega, the Polymega has a is a thing that's been announced for I want to say five years. It's it's been a long time since this fucking thing was announced. And when they first announced this thing, it was like the most. Ah, bullshit claims I've ever seen for a device. Do you remember the Phantom back in the PS2 era? Yes. It was a system that was going to come out and it was going to play your GameCube games, your PS2 games, your Xbox games all in one system and have its own own games as well. And that kept fading out. Then it says, oh no, it's coming back. It's going to be a PC that has emulation for these things. And just oh, was a cycle. Yeah. It was vaguely just a... It was a vaporware, or it ended up being bought by like a Chinese company and it's released as a computer or something. Yeah. Anyway, it was it never did what it was supposed to do, and, and by the time it was actually out, it was way too late. But this thing here is a uh, it, it was it was claiming to be an FPGA system that was going to run everything that was CD based. So you have your Sega CD, your TurboGrafx CD, PlayStation, Saturn, Neo Geo CD, all these things with FPGA. If you're not familiar with FPGA, it's a uh, hardware emulation. Where the chips will, well, the, the circuitry will program itself to act more like a. You can program it to whatever you want, but people are programming them to run like a, like a, a native NES hardware would run, etc. And uh, at this time, FPGA was still pretty new with the homebrew scene. Um, the Mister was new. Uh, you had your analog system out, but that was pretty much it. And they're claiming they're going to do Saturn, PlayStation, things that are still to this day have not been done. And everybody's like, okay, sure, whatever. It, but the fun, the funny thing about the fucking lost my uh, name here. What's it called? It's called um, <laughs> Polymega. Polymega. The yeah. funny thing about the Polymega is all the people who hate emulation for whatever reason, because either they're purists or there's assholes who say uh, emulations for pirates. They were claiming uh, they're trying to like uh, champion this thing because it was going to be like the solution to all the people's problems. You have to use shady software emulation, which, just in case you didn't know, FPGA is still emulation because it's it's just hardware based programming code to run a hardware configuration as opposed to running pure software emulation. It's still emulation, so don't get that confused. But they're all like, this is going to be 100% console perfect. Uh, gotta use your carts and all this shit. And didn't they want to charge for it also? For each of the like... Yes, okay, so this is the this is my rant about the Polymega. This is this episode. So, it, it, it the unit itself is $400 and it comes with the Bog standard Android controller you bought fucking six years ago that there was on Amazon for 15 bucks. That you know, it's a standard Bluetooth Android controller 
It's exactly the same. They just changed a few of the buttons out to be uh, themed to whatever the fuck their little pattern is. It looks kind of like the, M5, the BMW M series. Bit of a rip off of that. And uh, so you have $400 to get you the system. That's just a CD-ROM. That controller. And I'm pretty sure that is it. Just one of those controllers as well. And uh, back then when this was FPGA, that seemed reasonable. But now it, they've they have backpedaled and they have made that. It's all software now. Of course it is, because how else are they going to release a thing that for technology that doesn't exist? And on top of that, you have to buy a uh, a module that plugs into this thing where it will read your cartridges. So you have to buy the Nintendo module and they'll read your Nintendo cartridges. And you have to buy the Sega module that reads the Sega mar- cartridges and the Game Boy Advance one and all this shit. And each one of those costs like a hundred plus dollars. <laughs> And it's super expensive Mister, but not as good. No, and Mister is FPGA. My understanding to these new cartridge reading, pl- like the way it was said, it was like, all right, we can't do the CD-ROMs with FPGA, but all the cartridge units, being hundred dollars plus as they are, are going to be FPGA. But now I'm here; they're not even FPGA for the fucking cartridge readers. So why do they have to sell them as modules? You can just have a USB, uh, like device that just reads your cartridges and dumps the ROM, which I, apparently these things doesn't even read ROMs. It just reads directly off the cartridge or the CD-ROM. They won't. And I, I also hear that it has security checks in place. So if you burn your PS1 game, it won't read it. Which is on top. They're not fucking Sony. Why do they care? It's so absurd. Anyway, uh, Mike Chi, going back to him, made this funny joke. What all he said was, uh, I hear production's coming back up for the uh, Polymega because they got their uh, their Pi shipments in. <laughs> and fucking Polymega blocked them for that joke. And it was the funniest thing because they're so fucking... Uh, what's the word I want to use here? I don't Cocky, I suppose. Yeah, cocky's a good one. Unaware <laughs> of themselves. Uh, it's too fucking funny. But this system is supposedly shipping in a few weeks. Anybody who bought one, more, more power to you, man. You can easily buy like a, a fucking ThinkPad or sorry, uh, what, what are Lenovo's called? Think Centers, the desktops. You buy one of those for like a hundred bucks online. That, that it's a small form factor with a CD, with a DVD-ROM drive in them. They're easily eighty to hundred bucks. You can pay a little more if you want like a more modern CPU, and that will do everything this fucking thing does. <laughs> you can dump I your discs. I want someone to buy it just so I can play it. That sounds fun. I want to. I want to hear. That sounds such a fucking imagine blocking mike chi (laughs) profound retro game enthusiast mike chi (laughs) just blocked because i don't know how to interact with people don't make fun of our superior it's one of those boutique items where you know they're trying to do like the apple thing like look at our fancy thing and it's going to be expensive but it does all this stuff and it's a fucking it's a computer that runs fucking retro arch whoop-de-doo it's honestly no better than a fucking pi 4 I think a Pi 4 can run, run PS1. I think it can run Dreamcast games. Now I think about it. I'm really confused on... It, it's just... It's so confusing. What, the device itself? Why... Yeah, just like, why the fuck would anyone... It's for the people, like, like I said, who think emulation's evil, and they hear this thing, and it's like a FPGA running straight off the original disc. I mean, I guess, you, but it's you like can if, do if that anyway. If emulation is evil, then... You shouldn't be buying this anyway. That's what I'm saying. If, if you're so purist with your original consoles and all that stuff, you definitely shouldn't yeah. be blocking the guy who makes the device make it, that makes them as uh, usable on a fucking modern TV. For one. <laughs> it's just like, who's this being marketed towards? Because if you're like a purist, you're already having like a, a huge ass collection of stuff anyway. 
and then if you're an emulation person, there's so many other ways to do it. It's just like, it feels like you want to do a non-pirated version of emulation while still doing emulation. It's just like... Yeah. It's so uh, stupid, but you can use the cartridge. I'm in a lot of different Discord servers. Some of them are super... We are developers who work on emulators, and everybody here is an emulation enthusiast, and I'm with, like, also in servers that are just like... My name is John, and I buy Call of Duty every year, and that's pretty much what I do for video games. And it's definitely more towards those people than anything to do with the emulation crew, because they all know what this is. Whereas your average guy, who's like, oh man, this game, this thing will play my fucking PS1 games. I mean, yeah, nothing else is really advertises itself to do that. I guess, but I, the only, you could... The only you already, I was gonna say you could use a Retron if you wanted to go play. Because don't buy, don't thing, buy anything that, from them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, but it's just like you, if you're that hell bent on having like a combined system, yeah, you can't do it with PlayStation. But you could. The thing with those is that they don't run CD games. The Retrons and all that stuff, they will. Yeah, I mean, no. without there's firmware hacks you can do to make that. But it's another one of those things that is just cartridge reader and all that stuff, and none of those. Now, to my knowledge, there's never been a Retron or anything by that company that reads discs and plays like PS1 games. If you look into it, it's, I mean, you can find a million different emulators and different million ways to do this easily, but those, who the fuck knows what an emulator is other than us nerdy ass motherfuckers? So, like, you know, general guy who goes to Best Buy and sees this thing in there that says it plays your PS1 and your Saturn and your, I don't know, fucking Sega CD games. That's, that on its own, I can see why people would gravitate towards this but anybody who's like been pre-ordering this for years should know better yeah that's like the mentality of like the the nintendo classics and all those little mini consoles those those are like the i mean those things are impossible to find but the mentality behind those were they're for like the the mothers and stuff who are in like marshalls and they seem at like the checkout area and like oh i remember nintendo i'll get this from my son who had one when he was a kid and shit like that that makes sense $400 $400 is just... Is it still $400? I remember it being that much when it was supposed to be FPGA. It's just the fucking... They give you that stupid fucking generic Android controller, which is really gets me. <laughs> it's not an 8-bit dough or anything like that. There are systems that will ship with 8-bit doughs, and those are a little more uh, trustworthy. But to get, like, a fucking generic Android controller and rebranding that is laughable. Uh, the All the analog systems, the, the SG and the... Uh, I can't remember what the Nintendo one's called. I think it's called the NT. But those ones will ship with a with a wireless 8-bit dough of its proper system. So you'll get like the the M30 with the Sega Genesis, which is a very nice six-button controller that has L and R on it, like a Saturn controller, but it's more compact, like the six-button. It's a great controller if you've never had one. And then the uh, Super Nintendo version comes with one that looks just like a Super Nintendo controller with the with the uh, 2.4 gigahertz adapter. Uh, Tom, it's not $400, it's $449. Oh, can you read to me what it comes with and what they're claiming it to be? All right, guys, so pre- please note where all pre-orders are made after January 24th, uh, estimate Q3 of 2021. Um, it comes with a base unit, a wireless controller, a power supply, an HDMI cable, oh, a boy. dust cover, a quick start guide, a limited <laughs> warranty. Comes with a quick start guide? Um, bonus games, 40 Winks, the PlayStation 1 version, oh, Viper, right. PlayStation 1 version, Iron Commando, Top Racer, Rescue, The Embassy, and Battle Squadron. I was been begging for more Battle Squadron. This 
thing looks like a fucking mess. And then you can get a light gun for $109. A light gun, interestingly enough, is uh, by Sindin, which this is another thing they fucked up. Where Sindin was a, uh, he's a guy in, over in England who developed a new light gun that is based off of uh, coordinations on the screen uh, via a white border along the edge of the screen. So you can use it on modern TVs. I've been playing with mine a lot yep. lately. And uh, it was a GoFundMe, not a GoFundMe, well, Indiegogo, I believe it was, where if you... Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, if you uh, pre-ordered it, he would send you one, and I got mine, and it was supposed to go to normal sale. But my understanding is that fucking uh, Polymega paid him off to beat the exclusive carriers of all the future stuff. So unless you got it from that Indiegogo, I don't think you can get it without getting it through Polymega, which is fucking bullshit. Oh, weird. Yeah, I gotta check my sources on that. That might just be a, a bloody rumor, but I know the uh, Polymega gun is, in fact, a Sinjin gun. Thing looks cool. What's unfortunately. that? Unfortunately. The system itself. Oh, it, yeah, I mean, it's designed well. It's a boutique item. Yeah, exactly. It It's meant to look cool on someone's desk, but, like, um, it's a base unit includes everything you need to start playing, including the system, wireless controller, optical disk drive compatible with CD-ROM game consoles like PlayStation, Sega Saturn, Sega CD, Charitable Graphics 16, and Neo Geo CD. All those Neo Geo CD games you got. At the press of the button, you can release the included dust cover and change it out for any number of compatible Polymega element modules, expanded capabilities with classic cartridge-based systems like NES, Super NES, Sega Genesis, 32X, and more. It doesn't make any claims at all about being FPGA. Um, let me see. More information. System compatibility by project. Um, PMO1, EMO1, EMO2, EMO3, EMO4. Those are just numbers, man. That's what, um, then it just says PS1, NES, SNES, PS1 PAL, NES PAL, SNES PAL, MD PAL, PC Engine. Okay. It just has, like... All the different like pals and stuff like that, but it doesn't say like what the actual um what the emulation is. Yeah, my understanding is what they ended up doing is uh, this is just rumor, but they end up just paying off some uh, developers of the uh, RetroArch cores, and they're just using a like a flavored RetroArch. Legit, just looks like a mini computer, which is probably what it is at this point. One hundred percent. If it's if, if it's just software, yeah. it's just software. It's what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's just make this. Besides the fact that it can play the ROMs and everything like that, but like you could fucking play. Couldn't like hear me out. But there was emulators back in the day. Wasn't it the fucking PSX ones that you could load it into your CD-ROM drive and play it off your computer? Like this isn't new technology. The commercial ones are Bleem and uh, Connect Virtual Gaming Station. And like, it's, I just there were official ones too, like. Uh, Sega Saturn had one that was a PCI card that plugged into your computer. There was one for the PCFX. Uh, there was a third one. 3DO had one as well, where they're just cards you plug into your computer and they connect to your CD-ROM drive and it just plays them like a system. There was always solutions like that, yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like this... I feel like just the way that these are coded also, I feel like there's a better solution out there currently that you could go build with us. Like, minus the cool compact and like you can use your games on it um, cartridge base which is kind of cool but I'm like who the fuck cares 
Like, uh, if you don't have room in your apartment anyway, like I said earlier, then you're probably using all digital. And then if you're a purist, you're probably... Like, it just goes back to that whole thing. I'm like, who the fuck is it? Who's this for? If you go the route of buying, the, like, the Think Center computer with uh, a relatively modern CPU, you can play things pretty much up to the Wii U. Just... It looks pretty. Yeah, it that's cool. that's what it's like got going for it. It got that boutique style. That's what's that's what's selling it. The only thing that's making me want to do it just makes me want to make like a simple computer build. You know what I mean? It just makes me want to go take like a small case and make something clean and small like that. It doesn't make me want that. It just makes me realize, oh man, it just makes me. It you, makes me want to build a computer like that. Go to eBay, type in Lenovo SFF, search that. You buy pretty much any of those computers, and you'll be fine. Preferably one with a disk drive, so if you wanted to rip your disks, but... Oh, yeah, that, that's fucking... <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, you want, you want that little nice cool build thing that we're looking at right here? Go do exactly what Tom said, because the Lenovo SFF is almost form cooler factor. looking. Almost want, better than that thing. If you want some, uh... You gotta get the... There's no real difference between the small form factors. There are ones that are just, like, pretty much tiny terminals that are no bigger than like a disk drive and those have no expandability really but you can get the ones that are slightly bigger that have the pc you can put a low profile video card in there and it also has a disk drive as well so you got all that stuff going for you i uh i did a oh, fuck back when i tried to do videos and i never finished i never released them because i hate myself i did this whole thing where i recorded like 20 different games running on one of those pcs and they all modern steam games as well as Wii U emulation and stuff, and it all ran really well, depending what your uh, what your use case is. If you just want like a simple 1080p computer, perfect. I should. I, I, I think I still have all that content. I, I don't know if I can use data that's now three years out of date. I'd have to do recordings all over again because everything updates. But uh, three thirty-eight if you want one. Gaming Lenovo Think Center. Three hundred thirty-eight dollars. Yep. Walmart. What's the uh, what? Oh, you buying a new one? Oh, how about the ones at eBay that are like, they have like oh yeah, generation four i fives in them, and they're like a hundred bucks shipped. <laughs> it's kind of cool they're making this build. It's like it's nothing magical, but for three hundred thirty eight dollars, like yo guys, you can play Fortnite and Hitman on it. It's got it's <laughs> a, um, definitely going to play I all I your PS one games. <laughs> it's got an i five and eight gigabytes of RAM, one terabyte HDD, and it's got a GT seven thirty in it. Eight gigs four gigs of RAM. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. What was the video card? Uh, the NVIDIA GT730. Oh, no, that's garbage. I mean, for, it, will, for three. it will get stuff done, but it is, uh, exactly. it is by no means a... Uh, it's not going to play Fortnite very well. <laughs> no, it's going to play it on low settings, though, if you turn it down. Probably. Like, I, would, I would go the route of just not buying one with a video card and getting a low-profile card that's more modern. You can get... Radio. I don't mean right now. Who fucking knows? Because all the stupid pricing with going on video cards. You can get like a RX four eighty for like eighty dollars. Like definitely good for a sleaze bag computer cafe. What like, I gotta do? Dog, wanna... <laughs> I gotta be the guy at the mall with the kiosk. Like, hey, bro, come over here. Check out these uh these computers I got. You got play Mario. You can play your Crash Bandicoot. You play a Fortnite's. And I also sell little little RC helicopters. He's gonna fucking start slamming. It's like it's got a Crash Bandicoot stick at two fifty right now. <laughs> you look you, you look like a nice guy. Two twenty five. 
All right, I'll fucking take off the Crash Bandicoot and he has a Pikachu sticker. Sir, you just put the Pikachu sticker on the Crash Bandicoot. Okay, fine. I got two fucking stickers and now it's 275 because I got double the stickers, double the price. It's Crash Pikachu. What are you complaining? And and I got a and I got a screen replacement for your iPhone 3. <laughs> Uh, good times. Yeah, I'm looking right now. $115 uh, M93P, which is, I think is one better than the one I had. I had the 80, 83, I think, 84. So yeah, they're even getting cheaper for better specs. Makes me like look at every computer I had in a computer lab in college or high school. <laughs> I like look at Novo the Novos and the think cores that old IBM thick as fuck look love it thick baby thick i like it i don't know i think as computers have gotten smaller and stuff like that i still have a love for like the old janky ass like hp towers and old astels and shit i have a project computer i uh i got a case that's way too fucking big for it but i got this massive like gaming pc size case back from like 2008 it's uh like a core two system with a, it's it's a Windows XP machine, and I made it specifically to run 32-bit Windows XP to play uh, things that Windows modern Windows can't handle very well, and it's uh it's, it's fun, it's cool, it has that retro aesthetic to it. I can play f uh fucking Crisis at like medium settings, and it crushes that computer. It's great. I played Crisis. Played Fear. Never Fear's, played Crisis. Fear is a way better game than Crisis. Crisis was a yeah. uh, it it has a lot to it it was visually impressive it had really nice physics and all this crazy stuff to it but in terms of gameplay it's far cry far cry with a uh like the first far cry with a mech suit so you had a i wouldn't call it a mech suit but you had like a power suit on that you can say oh all right go to power mode and you just run faster and do more damage or you can do a defense mode where you take less damage it has a little battery on it and you gotta charge it back up you fight koreans for half the game but all of a sudden you fight aliens pretty fun fear one fun. is Top uh, top ten first person shooters in my opinion. I enjoyed Fear quite a bit. I <laughs> bought it. I had a fraternity brother in college who traded it for a pack of cigarettes. Hey, I, I think I ended up and he's like, oh, "I'm cleaning out my room. I need smokes." I'm like, "I buy you a pack of smokes for Fear." He's like, "Done." <laughs> PC or did you have the console version? It's the 360 version. Yeah, I never played it, but I heard it's decent. It was good. I liked the 360. That was like what everyone and I... We just used to have everyone when 3 came out in college. That's like everything stopped in my life. I bought a 360 to play uh, Gears with my brother. That's a good game too. Oh, it was solid. We played Horde mode on Gears 2 for like years. That was a great game. How about Gears the, 5? Uh, Gears 5 is a, a great game. Yeah, if we can ever get to the end of it. If we can get to the fucking beginning of it. I think it's a glitch. One of my friends told me there's like a known glitch that if I uninstall it and reinstall it, it might work, but if it, then it, there's a chance it might not, so I might do that. Awful Windows platform for installing games, which I uh, hate to no end. Psychonauts 2 really come out this month? Huh. I think so. I heard about that. I've never played the first one. It's really good. That's what I hear. I know a certain list boy who's a big fan of it. Got really good comedy. I never thought this was going to come out, so I might go back and actually finish it now. Hey. One of my favorite games for the... Really fun. Just a platformer that's fucked up. I went in on the, uh, the Xbox. Just pulled up uh, Game Pass, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did they do a uh, an HD release for it for, uh, for the first game? 
You probably did. No, that would make sense, but I have not seen such a thing. Yeah, video card prices are stupid right now. Yep. Even for these like lower pop end ones, ah, you can get a RX 550 for 160 dollars, which is not awful. I'm just scrolling through pricing of uh, low profile cards right now. I saw the price of the GTX 1070, and it's still it's like fucking almost 100 dollars the same price as it was when I bought it five years ago. I'm like, that's dumb. Yeah. It's good because it's a great video card, but. I think China did a another big crackdown on uh, crypto mining. So there was like this massive influx of used 3060s or 3080s flooding the market over in China. So that's a, uh, I mean, a good pit of those cards were going over there for mining. So that's another another source cleared up. So uh, hopefully this gets cleared up sooner than later. Plus, they, uh, I think uh, AMD announced a bunch of new cards as well. They did release Psychonauts is on Game Pass also. Oh, for right. the Xbox backwards compatibility version, yeah. I was wondering if they did it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was already on PC, and it, I mean, that probably just upscales perfectly fine. Installing now. What is this episode about? We're just talking about random shit. Because <laughs> uh, really, that's all. If, if you think about this week, random shit happened. Like, um, we had the Blizzard bullshit. Um, My favorite company, get... Activision Blizzard. Oh, it's it, dude! It's it's fucking the shoes falling off over there. Like it's been rumored for years that it's been like a frat boy mentality. And I think it was like Monday something stupid came out. It was like during a 2010 press conference. They're like, this girl was like, "Hey, I really like your games, and I love that there's like strong female characters." And she sounds super nervous because she's talking to like a panel of BlizzCon people. I'm not trying to make fun of her. She was just like super in there, like. Um, can you just tell us why they all dress like they're in Victoria's Secret catalogs? And they go, uh, what kind of catalog would you want them in? Uh, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is just gross. And then by the end of the week, they you found out that like a bunch of the executives, including their PR director, or not PR, um, HR director, was in a Cosby suite. They were like one of the head creators. Um, said some derogatory marks. Everyone can go read it at this point, but I'm just like... It's just bad. It's I, like there was a walkout that was happening, and they're trying to get McCree's name changed. And this was all after like the tale of how it was like last year on the end of the Hong Kong, and they're like dealing with China. And you're just like, oh, it can't get worse for Blizzard. And then it was just like all of a sudden, it was like the end of 2021 was like, hold my beer. We're not done with them yet. <laughs> <laughs> Except this one's the really fucked up shit. It's just gross, dude. I already cut Blizzard out back when they did the whole uh, banning the the Hearthstone player for the China protests. Yeah. So, oh, the Hong Kong protests, my bad. It's it's looking pretty terrible. It's all like they're backing, all their fans are leaving. There was just a big Kotaku article saying, why are we paying? Like, with games like Final Fantasy, um, is it 14, the MMO? 13? Yeah, four, 14. 14 with them going basically free to play up to 60 now and not needing to pay and i think even you can um if like you wanted to go back you can go play one character for 79 7.99 i think like 15 gets you multiple characters with your yeah. shell and cool stuff but if you wanted to 7.99 gets you like your one character which i found was more than enough but people are like why are we paying blizzard 15 dollars like i have a, a wow tattoo i've been trying to find creative ways to fucking cover um just because why like it's fifteen dollars a month and then you go months without content the 
like re the expansion was like mediocre at most. It was the least I've spent with this expansion. And then you have this stuff, and then they've like their Twitter feed and everything was like completely quiet. And then like through this whole rumors, they they, they said everything is halted while they're trying to figure out what's going on. And it's just like we everyone was joking for years like this. We might start seeing like the end, like not the end of WoW because they'll still be like a base for it. But I I think Blizzard needed to go in the opposite direction for people to still believe in them. And I think it was just like it's over. You know what I mean? Like, they need to do something. I just don't think that with Overwatch 2 not coming out anytime soon, and this WoW expansion sucking, and now you can only buy, um, you can't buy WoW subscriptions by the month, you have to buy it by the quarter, so you can only buy three months at a time now, and I just don't think, I think they've just done so much damage that you, without doing, like, a mass reset where you just get rid of everybody, I don't think you've got, like, that same faith that people once did with them. I mean, everybody who used to run the company are now gone. All those people yeah. who made Diablo, Diablo 2, StarCraft, they're all gone. When Kaplan left was like where it kind of bummed me out because he was like the, the face of Overwatch for me. Oh, I forgot he left. I have not paid attention to Overwatch since I quit Cold um, Turkey. Like, I loved Jeff Kaplan, like watching him sit in front of like the fire on Christmas and stuff like that I thought was really cool and he was always the person who was just like hey guys we know Overwatch is going rough right now but I'm, I'm still here and then he left you're like well fuck <laughs> is WoW is WoW still currently the number one MMO um I, no Final Fantasy is I believe did they overtake them that's good mm -hmm. news that they did I know uh they've had problems with the US servers doing uh, due to a uh, queue lines because their servers are too full because <laughs> so many people joined I believe um someone recently because i think there was like a like an article saying that final fantasy 14 creator was like yoshi p really bummed that they're, they're like really bummed that they're the number one game mmo right now based on why and they said that like it should be the lore and stuff like that but like i guess they sold out of final fantasy 14 <laughs> they ran out of digital codes <laughs> yeah it's crazy. Um, Square Enix announced the increase of server cap in Final Fantasy 15 or 14's blog saying that optimizing machines used for MMOs in European data centers, Square will be able to accommodate 500 more simultaneous logins per world, making a net increase of 6,000 players across all the Final Fantasy realms in Europe. Basically saying that like the increase, um, it's like gone back to its popularity and um, day one i think the influencers and everyone turning their back on blizzard is really helping it but i think it's also because final fantasy 14 is really underrated like i think playing being an mmo fan i'm thinking about going back to playing it it was the best mmo i've ever played i'll put it at that turns out i think all mmos are fucking garbage yeah, they do the same thing over and over again i was a wild star fan <laughs> i remember that being advertised everywhere Lord of the Rings Online is closing. No, isn't Star Trek Online still going? That's been off like what, fifteen years? Planet Side Two, Lord of the Rings Online, Guild Wars Two, Elder Scrolls Online, Old Republic, Black Desert, RuneScape, Eve, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy fourteen. In terms of player base, or that's what it's based on. This one, Rock Paper Shotgun's best MMORPGs. Oh, they're rated yeah. in twenty twenty one. Yeah, which. I know it is getting a huge stream recently because of um, the lack of content and how good Final Fantasy is, though. Like, 
Feels good for role playing. Who knew? Let me ask you. Like, do you enjoy the combat in WoW? Do you think it's entertaining? Um, certain classes I enjoyed, I en but um, overall, like it used to get frustrating because the combat's so easy that when you're in a raid of 25 people and you could see people fucking up the same thing over and over and over again, that's where it became frustrating because like certain um I don't enjoy the actual art of leveling characters, but I did enjoy the way certain boss mechanics would work with 25 people. That's where I enjoyed WoW. I thought WoW was fun when you got to end game content and raiding. But like the overall like grindy from one place to place was terrible. And I don't think it was really like done efficiently but i did enjoy like working with 25 people to kill like a big ass boss that would take 15 minutes interesting yeah but watching people like eat shit like 25 wipes in a row because they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing or didn't want to learn the fight was the most frustrating i'm thing. with those people some of these fights are very archaic i was playing 14 and you do i, I did the entire game the first three expansion packs that's the last one uh heaven's board is that the most recent yeah I think so, yeah, I think. It's either... I have whatever the most recent one is, and I went through all the missions in, like, the basic, normal difficulty. No problems. Pretty straightforward. It'd be like, attack the blue thing first, but then I jumped in a few, uh, like, hard missions. I have no fucking idea what to do. There's, <laughs> like, a bunch of nuances. Like, if it's... If this orb is on this guy, you gotta hit this thing to take the orb to have the DPS work. It was just this long, complicated process. Like, I don't know how the fuck anybody knows this shit. Yep. People kept yelling at me and stuff like, I don't know what I'm doing, like, I'm sorry guys, I, I apologize. That stuff's like okay when it's not too complicated, when it's just like, oh, when the giant skull's on your head, you walk to this side of the room, or like, the team needs to do this and like take out these ads and stuff like that, but I agree, because like, Destiny decided to take some of the mechanics from fucking Blizzard and just like, up it 600 times, like, alright, now you need to jump over here. And then, and like, I don't know, something about a 15 minute boss fight encounter in a first person shooter and resetting, so it's like sucks ass so much more than just like messing it up in a while. We were just like, oh, we were so close, but it's just like going through phases and destiny and stuff like that. It's just like everyone needs to stop doing phases and just like, unless you're an MMO, that's where I stopped playing. Um, Destiny was because it's attached to Activision. They're like, yo, people love these grindy quests. I'm like, no, we just want looking shit and to do stuff with our friends. I'm Easily. grinding for something. Monster Hunter. There's something like, I don't know, let's just say Borderlands. Where you just run around, run around and you're just doing the thing and you're mowing down people and you get experience once while you're doing that and you get level up space on that. That's fine, but we have to like intentionally go find mobs of uh, characters that are all the same generic fucking stupid thing. You gotta watch your stupid bars cool down to use the attack again you just keep spamming it so it's just you sitting there watching meters hitting buttons it i don't know how that's fun <laughs> personally i hate it yeah. I, I had a a full mo purge where i just can't do it anymore out of sadness to not play anything unless they uh, unless they somehow design a yeah. new style of mmo where it's more of a, like an action game or something that doesn't require such fucking mundane boring ass tactics to play any of them watching cooldowns man that's probably the most boring thing in the world i think i'm over it i think i'm in the same way i think i'm like over mid maxing and making sure that i'm hitting the same button right every two seconds and if i don't like it's going to drop my dps by 10 percent, which means i automatically suck because i don't know my rotation but it was just me like that's where I think I'm over. 
It's just, I think everyone who's, I've taken such a long break from them that if I try to go back now, it's just becoming frustrating. It's like, um, one of those games, the MOBAs. Like, I just have no interest in playing them again. I'd probably play a MOBA if my entire team were people I was talking to on a chat. If it's just random people who uh, get mad at you for not doing things that you're not aware that you're supposed to do, it's not fun. I want to play a MOBA where the person who's teaching me to play legit likes playing the game <laughs> and doesn't mind and doesn't say that they like doing those things and they get frustrated four minutes in because I don't want that in my life. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, I love teaching people new things. What the fuck are you doing wrong? I don't know. I don't know. What are you know. doing? Why didn't you do that? Like, I didn't know that was a thing I could do. <laughs> you understand that I just started playing this game, right? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have 10 years of knowledge. Oh. You decided to avoid bots and throw us into a regular match, and you're wondering why I'm fucking up and panicking? Oh, you should, you should fucking tell me more. Uh, MOBAs, fuck them. Oh yeah, um, Blizzard. They suck, I think that's where we're at. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. We even need to go, and it's like, if you want to know about the bullshit of Blizzard, it's like my fiancé and people who... They're like, hey, you play video games, right? Do you want to talk about Blizzard? I'm like, no, it's fucked up. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that messed up? Didn't it just make us, uh, gamers look like we're nerdy assholes who try to take our shit out on women? Yeah, that's basically what that article All right, showed. answer me this. Fuck. Are you going to get Diablo 4? I'm playing Diablo 3 again. Are you quit? Um, I, re I reinstalled it because it's the new season. It's the only game. So my friend plays two games. He plays WoW and Diablo. And Di Diablo's the only one I can get away with, but I don't really... I would have to see something major about Diablo 4, but the whole living environment and stuff like that, I'm over it. I, I'll be more likely to go play the remaster of Diablo 2, um, then I'll probably then play Diablo 4. I think when Diablo 4 comes out, unless they turn off the services Diablo 3, I'll probably keep playing it just because, I don't know, I'm okay with it. There has to be something huge. You know what a boycott is, right? Yeah, but I'm not boycotting. I said you should... I said they're shitty people, but I'm still playing them. <laughs> I'm gonna still stick with my boycott. Cause like Ubisoft, like we should be like Ubisoft did some similar shit too. I'm like, but I'm still playing the Division once in a yeah. while. Yeah. I mean the Division. <laughs> Division is this Diablo with guns. So is um, the Ascent, which is cyberpunk and the I'm Ascent. The shit out of that. It's a twin stick shooter. It came out yesterday on Game Pass and Steam. I played about four hours just so I can wait for my buddies to play and I wanted to get kind of a base strategy so when everyone's like, oh, what does everything mean? I can kind of have an idea. Tell um, me about this Ascent yeah, it's a twin stick. It's a cyberpunk game. Um, it's a twin stick shooter. You get okay. like gear like Diablo. When you say shit. cyberpunk game, do you mean in the genre of a cyberpunk or related to the series yes. cyberpunk? It's in the genre of the cyberpunk okay. genre with like the sweet generic, music not and... not licensed. Okay. Exactly, and it looks more like Shadowrun on crack because like there's orcs and all the other shit you want to shoot, and it's just your standard run of the mill like cyberpunk storyline. I just kind of slammed through it just because I wanted to go shoot shit. It's just a fun, fun twin stick shooter. Um, I want to play it with some people. Um, but if you like the cyberpunk atmosphere and you like shooting shit, it's fantastic for that. Do they use the term corpo? Yes. All right, I'm in. And you can play as like a female character or a male character, and you can um, 
like sweet exploding barrels and like it's dark and you can like be a... oh one of the cool things about it was like um the game will adapt so if they if the like the game notices like you're standing on the outside and like you're only doing like playing one specific way like the enemies will start fucking lobbing grenades at you so that way you have to change your play style so you can't just like cheese it the entire way and i thought that was kind of cool what was that game that was promoted on its adapting ai um i can't recall it was like 15 years ago and there's this game like it, all the enemies learn based on what you do the fuck was it i wanted to say that was fucking scott not skyrim but oblivion did that with the leveling system but oh i have no idea this was a an action game oblivion fifa yeah fifa (laughs) (laughs) you keep running that ball off the top huh uh i know uh forza does that they'll uh They'll adapt to what you're doing for your racing and kind of adjust towards you. Whether it's drive avatars or the fuck they call them. <laughs> Was it Lunacy Saint Rose is a horror game which adapts to your playstyle? I have never heard of that. Um, Echo. Echo that basically creates AI based on what you do. Alien Isolation. Remnant from the Ashes. These are all modern games. I'm talking about games from like 20. 20- no, 2007, 2010. Oh, Echo was 2017. Yeah, these are all racing games. Yeah, I don't know. Hell well. Anything else been on playing? That's really it. I've been playing Moving a lot. Uh, Love that game. Played a lot of Tag League. Um, what else? I've also been playing in my Steam library. Stardew Valley, I started a new game on. We've been playing a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege. I had Warhammer Inquisitor out here, but I uninstalled it because it's just me. Hey man, you you be nice to the Warhammer games. It's fun, but I wanted like I, when I heard it was Warhammer Diablo, I didn't know it was gonna limit you to like in Diablo. If you have like a sword, you don't you're not just limited to that character skill tree. Like your skill tree was based on whatever weapon you held, and it kind of annoyed me because like I never felt like the skill points I was putting into like the trees were really doing anything. And I, it almost reminded me of Path of Exile. And if I'm gonna play Path of Exi- Exile, I'm gonna play Path of Exile. That's how Final Fantasy 14 works. It's all based on whatever you have equipped. Oh yeah, but you like. You, your your um class was based off of that though, right? It was like you could be. You didn't have a base level. You you were whatever your job was at the time. So you could be a level sixty swordsman. And if you equip a pike, you'd go into like whatever the I guess a paladin or whatever that would be. And you'd be oh, back no. at level one with that character. There was no base level. This did it. This was stupid. Where it was like your character, you had your level trees like explosions and swords and shit, but like. Anytime you like equipped a shotgun, your skills were only based off shotguns. Like in, I, I enjoyed the Final Fantasy system where you could like switch your skill tree on a fly. But this was just like you could you would you wanted to build like I was checking out like skill like end game and everyone was just like the same build over and over again. I'm like, eh, it wasn't like something I wanted to do. Grindy, but not, and it didn't seem like the right way. That's a problem. You're going online looking guides. I like, I like the game, to look for bro. builds. I like to look no, for you just, just play your game, bro. Just play your game. 
I like to find like stop cheating. Alone. Play your damn games. Builds aren't cheating. It's just trying to see what people are playing. I know one person in specific who likes to ruin every game they play by going on Reddit and doing deep dives about every fucking strategy there is. Let me tell you, don't be that guy. But I don't share my strategies. I just do it because I like mid-maxing things. <laughs> That's just me. I like. You just gotta play game. your games, bro. You just gotta play your games. No, man. You gotta play the best fucking end game build so that way you can run it in the most efficient ways so that way when your friends don't do it that way, you can carry them. Do you play your Spiral of the Dragon by going online? Like, I need, like... All of these green gems, how do I get those as fast as I can to get this? I, I don't know how Spyro works, I never played it, but it, get my fire blast higher. If Spyro had a skill tree that would give me the best orange loot that I could get my friends the other orange loot faster, then yes, I would be doing it. What a way to play games, man. I, I don't do it with I all games. I, I like to see what people are playing and I like I make a hybrid build off of it. So if people are like, let's just say example, like people are playing a shotgun build i kind of try to get close to it and then i kind of hybrid it a little bit because i i like playing broken builds do you know that steam logs the games you played by date so you can go scroll through your list and see what the last game you played was always like the very first game you played was yeah, that's what i usually keep it as i did not know that so i'm looking through my list and i'm seeing all these games that i played oh man if you can talk about going under did you play that game going under it's the one where you're an intern at a uh, startup and no, I want to get it. It's a uh, a, a rogue light, I'd say. Uh, pretty much, you have levels. Different. Your different job at the time is the level you're in. So you start off at a uh, like an energy drink company, I think, or something like that. And you're uh, you have four sub levels to go down, and then you fight a boss, and then you get promoted to. Uh, I think I'm at a crypto coin farming agency now. So then uh, you go there, the enemies are harder, you, have, you go further down, uh, you get money of what the uh, the way you go, and there would be a shop, I think, every floor or two. You can buy things that uh, will, say, give you another heart, or it will uh, temporarily give you like double damage, or if you get knocked down when you get up, it'll do a wave to knock all the enemies away, things like that. Uh, it um. has a very goofy aesthetic. It looks almost like something like a... Uh, uh, gang beast kind of thing, but more cartoony. But it has like those, like, and you know, uh, exaggerated big legs and arms and stuff. You kind of move goofy, but it plays solid. It doesn't play like a shitty game, like one of those games plays like. Uh, very fun. Right now. Great humor. I, uh, well, is it on Game Pass? It's on Game Pass. Fuck, I bought it. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it feels like 10 bucks. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I mean, good, good on yeah. me for paying for it, but I didn't know it was on Game Pass. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've seen that. <laughs> See a reason to go install I it. need to check Game Pass more often. I never check that fucking thing. It's funny because it, it pops up, my computer starts, and I just click out of it. Like, yeah, fuck games. I get, I'm at the point where I'm like, if it, if I'm about to buy it on Steam, I go check Game Pass quick. <laughs> I need to start doing that. <laughs> That's what almost happened with the Ascent last night. They're like, well, it doesn't have, like, fucking ray tracing on the xbox one version I'm like can i play it with my friends and it says yes I'm like okay then i don't fucking care i usually buy my games on gog so sometimes i have to double check to make sure you can play with steam people or if you get like the certain dlc that steam gets or things like that yep. sometimes you don't warhammer games are notorious for not getting all the dlc on, on gog so sometimes you got to get it on steam i prefer not That's having bizarre. drm yeah we could play anthem oh boy 
I own Anthem. I've never played it. It's on Game Pass. Oh boy. Oh, yeah, with the EA thing, that's all bullshit. Yeah, I know. I bought it when it was on sale for like $8 when they still had that rumor that it was going to maybe be updated. And then it took off even further after I bought it, so I got kind of excited that I got a good deal on it. And then they just said, no, we're not doing any more Anthem. And that was the end of that. Yep, Never played again, it. We've taken, we're taking it back. Yeah. Is that, I mean, oh, what? Chris Tales. Is that, is that supposed to be Crystallis? But like, Absolutely not. <laughs> well, it's called Chris Tales, but it, like, it almost yeah. looks like they're making it like a play on Crystallis. Let me tell you, it's nothing like Crystallis. That helps you. Do you know who made Crystallis? Um, it's a company square. you wouldn't expect. No, it was not Square. It was SNK. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy to think about, right? I was going to say, uh, what was I? It was Parker Brothers, because I know Parker Brothers made some games for the Nintendo. Uh, that um, was originally a PC 98 game, maybe? Something like that. Maybe MSX, one of those systems, and it was ported. I'm almost positive that's how it went. Like one of those Japanese computers, and it had an NES port. Undermine leaves tomorrow or today. Oh man, if you haven't played Undermind, I have that Under as well on GOG. Undermine the tourist, and it lurks below. The tourist looks neat. Did you play that game? Um, I don't think so. I remember for a while. I think I'm pretty sure it was exclusive to the Switch for some reason. So I never played it, but I think it has since been ported elsewhere. So I do want to try that game, I just never got around to it. Five hours. It's gone forever. Nah, I mean, I'll, I'll buy it. It's what, 10 bucks at most, 10 $15. Let's see, the price is... has to be. I kind of love this, uh, this Steam listing. I can take a look what I've been playing and remember that I played it. I played a lot of SNK Heroines. You played that game? I did not. It's a it's a uh, one on one fighter. It's a lot a lot of different women characters taken from uh, random SNK games. So you have your King of Fighters characters. You'll have your uh, Samurai Showdown, World Heroes, all that stuff. Even two characters who are not women who were changed into women because Japan, like Terry Bogard, is Terry Bogard, but he uh, he's a woman now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the whole thing is like, oh no, I'm a girl. What do I do? What really? Oh yeah, it's not like a a female version of Terry Bogard. It was Terry Bogard who was turned into a woman. That funny. It's it's him and Skullomania. We're both male characters who are just women now. Like, what the fuck happened? That's really funny. It's such a bizarre game. It is stupid as all hell. What it is is it's pretty much a one-on-one -on -one fighter, where you'll have your uh, you have a tag. It's called. Uh, tag team frenzy for a reason so you'll have your tag and partner where they can it's pretty much Marvel's capcom style where you can call them in and play as them or you can have them uh throw some sub weapons to help you fight but you don't win by bringing down their health bar you have to uh get their health bar to a certain point where they call the it's like stun mode or finish mode or something like that and then you have to use and you have to have enough meter built up to use your super special attack and if you hit them with the super special attack it will knock them out so it's kind of like a mix between uh, like one of those Capcom and that weird PlayStation All-Star Rumble game. Oh, yep. Yeah. And it's uh, not particularly great. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little gross in its themes. 
but as to be expected with, you know, Japanese fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. Super vulgar and womanizing. I wouldn't call it vulgar. It is super womanizing, where everybody has costumes. Like, Amei has her outfit is her in a cow suit. Like, she has, like, cow ear, like, band, and she has, like, fucking, like, a cow bra. It is bizarre. <laughs> That's super weird. It is bizarre. It's almost tasteless, but it's, like, you know, fucking Japan fighting games, of course. Oh, yeah. It's like that part of a Japanese fighting game where you're kind of like, that's kind of gross, but the entire game's that. That is the game. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, I wouldn't condone it. It's not the greatest game, but it, I had fun with it. Makes me want to go look up this train wreck. Yeah, I, I linked you to the sale. I wanted you to buy it so I can do it for a fight night, but I guess you didn't do it. I would not pay a full price for it. It was like $10 when I got it. Uh, I got that Onimusha Warlord's uh, HD remake or HD how, port. How was that? Uh, okay, It here's the thing about Onimusha is that it does not emulate well for both the PS2 emulator and the Xbox emulator. There's a lot of transparency issues. Yeah. And the first game, I don't think it ever came out to PC. I know the third one did, but I don't think the first two were. So they didn't have native PC ports. So uh, you'll be going through the world and you'll like see a treasure chest that's like five rooms over. Just like chilling like in plain view right next to you. Bunch of things like that where just transparencies don't work for some reason. I'm not sure. It, it's probably some kind of technique that it might be unique to that game. So emulators haven't uh, really sought to program for them. So I got this version of it. So I wanted to play it without having to use my Xbox or PS2. And it l doesn't look like they'd put a lot of work into it. But it does work as you would expect it to. If that makes sense. It's like yeah. the bare minimum of what you'd call an HD port. It's widescreen, but it doesn't really look like it was like made to work with widescreen, where things seem to not really wrap around the way it should in a full widescreen. It still has like the four by three board, like a uh, restriction with the extra geometry. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah. So it looks like this weird gaps. No, it looks like things only render to the middle of the screen correctly, where everything else is kind of like uh, just like the pre-rendered back backgrounds and stuff kind of fill over. It doesn't feel like it was completely made to work with a widescreen. But it it looks decent enough. It looks like it's just an upscaled version of the PS2 game. It wasn't like remodeled or retextured at all. Did you get the Skyward Sword uh, remake yet? Uh, no. Why would I do that? I don't know, because I know you're such a big fan of that game. <laughs> yeah, you know firsthand how well I think about that game. I, I know very firsthand. <laughs> I need to find that. I have that audio clip somewhere. I need to find it. For whatever reason, I somehow hit record on my... Facebook Messenger, so it recorded me playing the final fight of Skyward Sword. It was exclusively to Brett, and it sent to him. It's about 20 minutes long of me just saying, what the fuck, this game fucking sucks for the entire final fight because I could not get the motion controls to work correctly. <laughs> so I'd be fighting Ganon, and it would, I would do the right thing. It would just be a completely wrong motion on screen. So the only reason I'd want to play this game is to see how well it works without the fucking touch controls. Or sorry, not the touch, the uh, motion controls. What the actual fuck? What the fuck? God <laughs> fucking damn it! It's me losing um, that shit for 20 minutes without me knowing what's being recorded. Did you mean to send that to me? What? What were you talking about? I'm like, you sent me fighting the last boss battle, it's just you swearing. No, I didn't. Yep, yep, you did. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. <laughs> but, I mean, the Tavern Sword itself, uh, has a lot of extra fluff to it, which I hear they've reduced a good majority of them in this version, with at least the the dialogue. 
because the game is notorious for the uh, your side character giving you a million hints throughout the game that you can't skip. Was it, uh, doesn't it take like an hour to get to your sword in that one? It takes a while. It has a big opening in, uh, sequence. It's you leaving the the sky city. There's a lot of uh, like you get to do like races in the air and stuff. And um, uh, yeah, I think you like once you get the sword, you get the sword from the sky city. I want to say like an hour in. When you do that, you start fighting things, and then you go to the main uh, world where you actually do dungeons and stuff. The problem with that game is that it has three overworld areas, and you select the overworld area you want to go to, like a, like a like a Mega Man thing where you pick your character. So you yeah. go to the, the, the woods, and you'd be in the woods, and that's contained by itself. And it has uh, dungeons in the woods, but you'd go to the woods, uh, beat the dungeon, and then you'd return back to the Sky City, and then you'd pick the next area. You'd go there, but it only has three areas, and you got to keep revisiting the same three areas over and over again, where things change when you do other things. So, like, the fourth Weird. dungeon's actually in the first area again, but just in a different area, and, like, things change, like, maybe a tree fell over or something. But, like, you have to keep doing these pretty shitty overworld things to get to the, the dungeons. The, the thing about that game is the dungeons are really good. If only you can just just do those, you can cut the rest of the fat out with the overworld, stop dealing with the Sky City and all that shit, and just did the dungeons, it would be a great game. I heard it's got some of the best dungeons in it. I like. I heard it's got some of the best dungeons in it than like some of the Zelda games like ever. Like some of the best level design. Uh, I would put it up there, yeah. I mean, in terms of 3D Zelda games, it has some of the best dungeons in my opinion. I think uh, Twilight Princess had really good ones, and I'd, go, I'd say this one. Second place. Wind Waker... I have a lot of nostalgia for that game, really liking it. I played it again a year or two ago. And it still looks beautiful, but the it it doesn't play the best. The dungeons aren't the, the greatest. So I would actually lower that game down the overall ranking. It's better than Majora's Mask. That game had terrible dungeons. The combat feels still... a little bit clunky. It's like it I Which like game? it. Um what do you call it? The sailing one. Uh Windmaker. Wind Waker, yeah, compared to the newer one, um, what's the the newest one? Breath of the Wild or... Breath of the Wild, yeah. It, yeah. It's like now, I, if I play Breath of the Wild and then try to go play that one, it's hard to, just because like when you used to have that quick delay in the combat, when it did that cool like poof of smoke, it's just done better now in the more recent ones. Well, what's, what Wind Waker did was you'd be in a fight, you'd lock onto somebody, and sometimes they'd have you square off against people who would block you, and you'd have to... Uh, Wait from the swing and then have a button prompt you'd press where you'd roll behind them and then you'd do attack from there which is you know pretty basic but still engaging enough i, I thought that was pretty cool they didn't really do that much stuff like that in, in twilight princess yeah. but in, um i mean that was all of what skyward sword was it was all a giant fucking puzzle on what to do which got a little <laughs> tedious when you couldn't get the game motion controls to work correctly and breath of the wild uh, breath yeah <laughs> yeah you know and uh breath of the wild is uh like you dodge and then you get the few seconds of invincibility slow-mo to do with the damage then wait for another uh, counter so they're all different they're all pretty good but i would never say the combat is the main draw for a zelda game so i think that's really all i've played is that and i was wondering if you'd played skyward because i know you said you were thinking about it yeah i didn't get it yet probably on those on uh, Black Friday sales, or probably like thirty bucks. It seems like it's a little bit too. Nintendo games are very—they uh, almost never go on sale. But sometimes the ones that don't sell as well as the rest of them do drop for sales. And I, this is probably one that will, that will go to thirty, 
maybe 40 by the end of the year. They're making a new Game & Watch with the Zelda games on them, and that's what I'm interested in. That's, like, the coolest thing. I, like, my son plays my um, Mario Game & Watch all the time, and the Zelda one just seems fun to have, because I think it's going to come with Zelda 1 and 2. My understanding of the Zelda Game & Watch is it does not have a Zelda Game & Watch on it. Really? Zelda Game & Watch was a thing. It was a game that came out, and it was a Game & Watch that was its own dedicated Zelda Game & Watch game. And my understanding is it's not on this collection. It's just, like, the first Zelda game or something. Collectible uh, Zelda Watch with rocks, flourishes, included three full Zelda games, Legend of Zelda, two, The Legend of Zelda, and Link's Awakening. I mean, those are three really good games. But it's yeah, just it's weird how the Game & Watch Zelda doesn't have Game & Watch Zelda on it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, it's actually, it's the Game Boy version, too. Game Boy version of what? Um, no, it comes with Zelda Game & Watch on it. Oh, it does? Okay, I heard it yeah, did, yep. which was sounded bizarre. But if it yeah. does, that makes a lot more sense. I'm more I'm more apt to get that than I was to... I didn't get the Mario one because it didn't do anything for me. I, I liked having it because I thought having um, the clock was kind of neat, and then I knew my son would play it a little bit. I was like, oh, that's kind of quirky. It was only 40 bucks. I'm like, whatever. But this one yeah. comes out in uh, November. Uh, is it going to be the same price? Yep, forty nine ninety nine. I'll grab that. I mean, I'm sadly a Zelda fan, so <laughs> it's green too. It. Yeah, it I've seen a picture fucking, of it. It looks cool. It looks fucking awesome. I can't wait to get. Well, my kid doesn't like Zelda. He tries to play it. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like this." I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe he'll be uh, the true chosen one and like Zelda too. Is that how? Oh, is that the box that comes? That is fucking sick. I usually don't like things like this. But, like, this whole thing looks cool. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, the box Yes, it looks awesome. It. I just sent you a picture of it. Uh, yeah, that looks of the era. I know that golden uh, green really, really does things from my memory. The golden green just hits all the right spots. Yeah. Did you know that I beat The Legend of Zelda when I was three years old? That's crazy. I know, right? Dude. Friday, November 12th. That's not Black Friday, right? This is Zelda, so maybe it'll sell better, but I remember the Target having like, stacks of those Mario ones that never really sold out, so I'm not worried about missing it. They are still in stock currently, if you wanted me to go get you one. Yeah, I don't I don't care about that one. I'll, I'll um, dweeb out over the Zelda one, but the Mario one I could care about. <laughs> give us some shit. What's on the Mario one? Is it the first Mario game? Yeah, it's Mario 1, 2... I mean, Mario? Mario 1, Lost World, and... Okay, um, so Super Mario. Game & Watch, yeah. I gotcha. I have a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Mario arcade game. So I wouldn't mind that being on there. That'd be fun. And Oh yeah, then I've got the two Game & Watch, like the ball ones. But Yeah. <laughs> the Super Mario like emulator on it, though, is fucking tight. Like, it's really well done. They can't fuck up NES at this point. <laughs> There's no <Yeah>. way. <laughs> Gabe takes uh, it to, like, gay care and shit at this point. He's just like, can I have my Mario? And then he'll go to bed with it and plays Mario levels. I'm like, okay. Cool. That's adorable. He loves it. Speaking of Game & Watch, how do you feel about that Game & Watch with a crank on it? I think it's kind of cool. I think, like, I would like to play with one. I don't think I'm going to buy one because it's a little bit far out of my price range. But I think it's, like, neat that some of, they've got, like, some decent game developers and stuff doing it. It looks cool. 
case you're unaware of this, I was making a joke towards the playdate. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's what I can sum up as um, being a modern Game & Watch with a crank on it. So it has two face buttons and a crank. And it's having... Uh, people aren't really understanding what this thing is, which is probably the biggest fault of it. Where they're thinking it's going to be like a platform where there's going to be games for it for years and people are going to develop for it. It's going to be like a one-time thing where they have like 10, 20 games come out and that's it. <laughs> that's, going yep. to be this, that's going to be the system. And it, it's a novelty. It's a, it's a toy. But people online are kind of taking it as like a... Like this is going to be like a, a, a player in the handheld market. Like, no, it's not. A lot it's of tech demos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has some cool stuff. Like the Katamari guy made a game for it. Lucas Pope made a game for it, and it's going to have uh, like two games come up every week. I think it is for a few months. So it's going to end up being like 20, 30 games on there. But otherwise, it's it's. I mean, it's a novelty. I think they'll start making like I think this if it's popular enough, they'll start making some more stuff for it. They'll do like a season one and a season two. But I think like the idea yeah, possibly. Of like... But even the idea of a season two is still this thing feeding you games every few mm -hmm. months it's not like it's not gonna have a marketplace it's not gonna have like no. a steam store where we can submit games and stuff it looks really cool though like it looks black interesting. and white 140 dollars uh it's it doesn't really do it for me it doesn't have a backlit screen either which i found interesting the screen looks oh. really cool it looks like the the crispness of a game boy pocket screen yeah it's like very like a very defined it, it it has like Game Boy S graphics, to my understanding, right? Black and white, no black light screen with words, but there's a great video. Oh, weird, yeah. Yeah. Playing outside in natural light looks cool, but I'm like, that must be a nightmare in. What the like, hell is natural the first light? Castlevania, like the Castlevania oh, the GBA the one? Game Boy Advance. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, the, then they started doing things where they. Uh, they started changing the color palettes in the games to be super saturated to make up for the darkness of the, the backlit screen on the SP. So all a bunch of games like uh, the second Castlevania game looks super washed out through like the saturation and stuff. Where it, I just never got it right. So yeah, it's I guess Playdate's gonna be cool. I think it it's will like, be neat. It's a cute but... idea with people's expectations being way out of whack. I think as with the some... internet. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I heard people like asking questions. It was like online. It's just like, oh, should I buy this instead of a Switch? I'm like, no. Like, I guess, but you'll be super disappointed if that's what you're planning. Only if you get sick of bass fishing, then it's uh, the best device I've ever made. Uh, let's see. Tough year. Our season one games are locked with more games than planned, and the hardware is locked in our OS. Yeah, so they're saying like. Season 1 is locked, so like, yeah, we've guaranteed that you're gonna get at least Season 1. Everything after that is a bonus. Yeah. All, all the games look fun, though. Like, they look like fun Apple II tech demos. I was looking through the Steam list here, and it says the last... Like, the game that I have installed and played, but the oldest one of those ever, is Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. <laughs> huh. And I somehow played Half-Life 1 more recently than that. Installed locally. Two year anniversary? Yeah. Really? I play that game all the time. I must have a, a different version of it. Last game, Ticket to Ride, 2015. That's the that's the oldest game you have registered as uh, being played? Or installed locally. Oh, um 
You can install a game and never play it, and it's just in a generic part at the end of the list where all the games you never played is all stacked up. Uh, then they, they'll be like, look before the numbered games because that's usually where the first game would be. Like the first game I have that's never been played is called Ten Second Ninja, which I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Portal. I have no recorded time. Just fishing. You should, you should have some recorded time. It says no recorded activity. The last I have uh, 40. I got Magicka was my. Magicka is that game everybody somehow has on Steam. <laughs> Company of Heroes, Cthulhu Saves the World, Orcs Must Die, the original, July 8th, 2012. Wow. Yeah, somebody's going way back, huh? Penny Arcade and the Rain Slick Principle of Darkness 3, July 9th. These must have all been like the summer sale, July 15th. October 2nd, 2011, Shadowgrounds. Yeah. Monkey Island, Dungeon Defenders. These are probably packs. Breath of Death. Oh man, yeah. going through your your history. Bastion. When you look at a you look at a game and you're like, oh, I remember playing that. It's just like release date 2007. <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm fucking old. <laughs> Hotline Miami, 2012. That was 10 Gosh. years ago. I was playing Hotline Miami probably a day ago. Yes, three. Yes. yes, the oath of Felgar uh, Yes. I'm yes. sorry. Sorry, you call it Yes. 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 You're closer. <laughs> you getting there? Yeah, okay. Ease. Ease. Like easy. The oath of Felgania. Oath of Felgata. Yeah, that's a solid one. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. I think that Christmas is a. Eve 2012. I think that was a port of the PSP version, if I remember correctly. To the moon, dead. No, Elf of Agata. No, no, no. Okay, that was a port of the PSP game. What's the the PS2 one had a distinct version of the PS2, a distinct version of the PSP, and then the PC version. They're all slightly different from each other. That was like going back 10 years is as far. I think that's when I started getting PC gaming. I won. Those were like, I think Portal might have been the first game I got. There was a point where they gave away Portal for free and it got a lot of people to start Steam accounts. Yep, that I think that did. I was one of them. Yeah, that did sounds about right. I've had Steam since the uh, launch because I'm a nerd. You, st you are a nerd. nerd. Shut up. Shut up. Nerd. Nerd. Uh, so I that's all I've got for this week. How about you? Ah, uh, what have I done? I talked about the games I played. Anything? Uh, the consoles. Trying to do a quick think. Uh, a ton of arcade stuff. I I wired my DDR pad. I've, I got this... Um, yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, I got a uh, Afterburner, which is the Red Octane metal DDR pad that came out. That was actually really high quality. I had one of those back when I lived in Boston, and I sold it, because who's going to carry a giant fucking DDR pad across the country? And I was yep. at... Um, <laughs> I was at uh, Goodwill and Brie found one and it was in the picture frame section like where all the pictures were like paintings and stuff there was this aisle that just had a bunch of them and the DDR pad was there so she was like hey isn't this that stupid thing you like and I was like yes it is so I bought it but it didn't have a control box so I bought all the things I need to make my own control box but I just sat on it because I never really had the time to sit down and do it and uh, a few nights ago I sat down because somebody wasn't playing Siege with me Whoops. And I and I, and I made the control box. So today I uh, set it all up and I played some DDR this morning and it was uh, very nostalgic. It worked well. 
100%. Good. You got a, a zero delay control board, so it's just a basic USB connection to the computer. I could I could have bought a uh, box that was pre-made, but the ones that were USB were like $70 plus, and all the ones that were cheaper were PS2. So I'd have to have a converter box between the the uh, PS2 and the PC, which causes lag, so I didn't want any of that. So, um, yeah. and plus, it's a uh, zero delay board is 10 bucks, so I got that. I got a, uh, a DB9 connector that just goes into the wires in the end of it, wired everything up. Works great, it looks ridiculous, has this fucking board with lights and all these wires coming off of it, so I got a, you know, maybe 3D print a, a little box for it or something, but uh, works perfectly. Hell yeah. Yeah. But, That's uh, awesome. There was a point where DDR went full anime. It's the same with all the Konami games. There was one point, it was like between DDR Extreme and like DDR X, like the Supernova era, where it just went like everything was a high pitched, fast paced anime song. Yep. <laughs> I like the older stuff that was uh, more drum and bass and had some like, you know, uh, like disco y kind of music. That was when it was uh, exactly. great stuff. Foo yeah. Fighters just made a disco album. Foo Fighters did? Yeah. Full on disco album. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a listen. <laughs> why I not? I you also. I'm curious. I, like, when you hear a modern day disco album gets released, I'm like, why not? Disco's okay. I was shocked the new Offspring album was alright. <laughs> I was expecting that to be terrible. Yeah, it was fine. It was fun. <laughs> they didn't... I didn't like any of the stuff they made in like the 2000s and even the last album they did before that was like 2010, 2011. So it was like a 10 year gap. I was expecting the worst, but no, it sounded like a, I don't know, spirit of the old stuff. Yeah, I listened, after you told me that, I was like, oh, I have to go listen to it. And I listened to it at work the other night. I liked it. Is there a Crazy Taxi 4 in the works? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Does that could cut him a contract? I'd right, be guys, okay we need, with that. We should be doing a new Offspring song for this new game we're doing. I would be completely okay with a crazy taxi in 2021. Uh, what else? I, uh, I, like I said earlier, I was playing with my light gun that I got. Like, I uh, played through House of the Dead 2 again. A bunch of other stuff. Some games I can't say that I've been playing because it's uh, questionable how I got them. But uh, <laughs> I was playing House of the Dead 2. And I, I just quote the entire game as I'm playing because the voice acting in that game is brilliant. I don't know if you've ever played House of the Dead 2, but it has some of the best bad voice acting ever. Oh my god, it's some of the best. I'm playing it, and I'm just quoting everything, and Bree's like, did you play this game before? Like, I have like a half turn and like a smile. Like, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, oh god. (laughs) I played this game a few times. (laughs) Thank you for helping me. (laughs) Don't come, don't come. Suffer like G did. I went through all my systems. I don't know if we did an episode since I've done that. I had to fix a few things on those, all those things. Uh, the Dreamcast drive is completely dead in my Dreamcast I got, but I, I'm replacing that anyway. Is it hard to replace one of those? What I got is a board that is a SD card reader, and what it does is pretty much load an ISO file into a, uh, and to act directly as a, uh, it thinks the CD's loaded, so it'll just play it like it would load a CD. Oh, sick. It, and no, I'm pretty sure this one I got uh, I know the PlayStation one, you have to pop it open, lift a few pads on some of the chips, solder in a few things, but this one I'm pretty sure it just plugs directly into where you'd plug in the CD-ROM header. So it's just a complete, like, just swap out. Easy peasy. I do want to get the PS1 because of the more complicated nature of it. I want to go in there and, uh, modding a PS1 is always fun because it's relatively easy for all the solder points. They, they didn't start waxing the boards until the PS2. 
So all of it's really easy, and it's like a it looks like a fun project. It's the reason why I did the HDMI mod on my N64, only because I wanted to do the project that I can give less of a fuck about playing a game on the N64 right now. Dude, I haven't wanted to play a game on my N64 in... I'm more likely to go play in GameCube emulator because they run faster than some of the um, counterparts. Like, I, I have a ongoing version of Def Jam's Vendetta run Fight for New York going because the GameCube version runs decent. The Dolphin. Oh yeah, Dolphin's a great emulator. Uh, otherwise, yeah. The, those boards are they're getting cheaper. I think it's a hundred dollars to get the X Station, I believe it's called. And my my drive in my PS One is also completely busted, so that's another one that's not, I don't feel bad about ripping it out because it just doesn't work. Gonna uh, give it to you. <laughs> my PSX gave it to me. It doesn't work. PSX gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. The PSX is the uh, the PS2 DVR that came out in Japan. It's a big old white box. It actually looks really cool, which is why I got it. I wasn't worried about it working because those are notorious for breaking. And this one, I haven't troubleshooted it out yet, but you turn it on, it will say PSX, and the, the light will keep blinking blue for about a minute, two minutes, and then it just says it's on, but you get no video out, so I have no idea what's wrong with that thing. It's not exactly well documented. You try to search for PSX uh, troubleshooting, it's always... A, the PS1 system that comes up, so that's that's probably just gonna stay broken. I don't care. <laughs> I want to go try to find one of those um, PSX minis. I should have grabbed one when they were like twenty bucks a while ago. The PS1? Oh, oh, you one mean minis, the? Yeah. The no, little... you mean the the micro consoles? Yeah, I wanted. I, I should have grabbed one. I see them readily available, but they're usually about fifty bucks. Yeah, I, I would pay twenty twenty five. Yeah, I got one when they. I got one when it came out for. F Full price? Or I waited for at least one clearance. No, I got the Sega Genesis at full price, and I got the first price drop on the PS Mini, and then I bought another one when it went to 25 bucks. so I have an actual one that's just still in the box. Yeah, I should have done that. That's the one I should have, like, I wanted to grab just because they were kind of cool. It wasn't that good, but, like, for 20 bucks, it was worth it. It's one of those systems that you can get it and mod it, but the modding it is pretty much essentially running a Raspberry Pi or another yeah. computer emulator because you just installed RetroArch on it, which but everything runs. So unless you really want the aesthetic of a PS1 system, I will say though the controllers it comes with are very nice. They're very authentic to the original PS1 minus the analog sticks. That's the, it's I haven't had one of these mini systems yet that had a bad controller. They all did a very good job with the uh, the reproductions of them. Second one was pretty cool too. I never got one though. Did you? You said you got one, you got one. The second one. The Sega, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they looked kind of cool. It was eighty bucks, which is a little high, but it's uh, yeah. I'm a giant Sega nerd, so I grabbed it. <laughs> it. It was one of those I was just like I should have grabbed it, but I was afraid. Katie's like, when do you play your minis? I'm like, I don't. She's like, they just don't get it yet. And I think if I talked to her, if I was just like, I could probably get one for Christmas. So I really want a, pie, a Raspberry Pi for Christmas. Raspberry Pi. The problem with the Raspberry Pi when you would go the route just to make a system is that. You gotta buy the pie itself, which is forty bucks, fifty, depending on if you get the uh, one, two, or four gigs of RAM on there. And then you gotta buy a power supply, a very specific power supply. It's a high, uh, high output USB-C adapter, which itself is like fifteen, twenty bucks. So you're like sixty, seventy dollars. Then you gotta buy a controller. The controller you pick is, you know, you can get a cheap ass controller that sucks for ten dollars. You can buy any good Bluetooth controller that's forty, sixty dollars. 
at this point, you're pretty much on the territory of buying one of those small form factor PCs that can do way more. Yeah, that's where, like, every time I've almost been, like, a while ago, it's just like, oh, you could do it, but then you're just like, me and you have gone back and forth as you're like, or you could buy one of those PCs, because you're right. You can, like, oh, you, I built a Raspberry Pi, it's got a cool Nintendo shell, and then you get, the, like, the fucking wireless controllers and shit, or it's like, you could go buy one of those PCs with a, re a really good Retron, and you're still just, a, and you have a better system. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about arcade cabinets. Tell me about how I should go build a bar stool, a a, a bar top one, because those games seem cool. Uh, I never got into the bar top thing. They they're, I the way I see it is if you're gonna go that route, just do the stand up one. I don't see the point where you'd have a one on your bar at all times. It just seems like a silly use case for me. But they sell the uh, already cut MDF boards. You can go online and buy them. They'll ship them to you, and you can just uh, assemble it yourself. Whatever you want, throw in uh, Raspberry Pi or s small computer or something in there, and wire it up. I mean, it's yeah. really easy. Uh, most of them will come with kits, but if not, you can just... Like, when I built my um, my pop-in music controller, I just went to Home Depot and said I need these these cut to this size. They did it for me. They didn't cost anything extra. It just cost up the price of the wood. Uh slap it all together you get yourself one of those zero delay boards that has uh pinouts that will go straight into a arcade button so you just get the buttons you want plug them in there you're good to go uh screens are you can go the route is buying a computer monitor and placing it in there or you can get a um like a lcd screen that's outside of any kind of case and you get a uh, little transformer box for it that will control the color and power and all that stuff on there you can do that as well it's a few things you can do depends on how like hardcore you wanted to go on it. Did you build Sam a full-size one, or was it just uh, a bar stool? Sam, I got her one of those shitty, uh, what do they call them, like one-up machines or whatever the other, there's some at Walmart. I got one on clearance for, I think, 80 bucks. Okay, uh, that was, okay. The one I got her was um, Centipede, which only has the joystick that goes left and right, and there's like one fire button on it, so what I ended up doing is buying a replacement uh, board. Uh, it's a little panel that slaps on there, so it's. I uh, ended up buying the Street Fighter 2 one. I think I only paid like $40 for it, so I, I did that. I think I drilled in more buttons. I pulled all the buttons they come with out because they're fucking trash. Put oh, in actual, okay. like, good quality Sanwa buttons. Part of those up to a... I bought a, uh, a yeah, Zero Delay. I, I gave her... I had a bunch of these um, small form factor Lenovo machines that were... They're called Wise. They're pretty much made to be dummy computers you put into like an office, and they pretty much all they can really do is run like the operating system. They're, they're very low powered, but I put in more RAM to that thing, and I used them as uh, dedicated arcade machines. And I just took one of the ones I wasn't using anymore because I I didn't have the space to have five arcade machines running anymore, and I just put that in there and. That's what I thought. Yeah. Some reason I thought you built her a bar kit stool. I'm like, no, I think he just took the fucking long ones, and I know you did some mods to the harness or shit like that, just so it was. That's another thing that's like completely a novelty market where they're made to like remind people of playing Pac-Man. They're not made for people to be serious about playing Pac-Man, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So the buttons are kind of low quality. The screen's kind of trash, things like that. But it works for its intended purpose to sell to people to say, "I have a tiny Pac-Man in my house." Wanted to buy one of those um, 
NBA Jam one-up machines, but they wanted fucking $400 for it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But I think it's because yeah, they have Wi-Fi on them. Gets a fuck. A Wi-Fi module is yeah. $5. And then I see, like, all the other ones. It was just like, you're paying $200 for the stand-up Street Fighter, but I'm like, okay, you're getting Championship Edition Turbo, and I, I don't even think they're giving you fucking Super Street Fighter. I'm like, it's still not that worth it. I keep telling my sister, I'm like, whenever those th like tell me when they go on fucking clearance, that's when I'll buy one. I'm like, I'm in Maine. No one wants these. <laughs> Here's a trick you can do that I've heard people do. I don't know if it's uh, still valid or it's ethical, but it's Walmart, so who really gives a fuck? Is you uh, order it to the store for pickup. You buy it, and then you return it. And they change the, the SKU to be like a return item, and it automatically defaults to being $80. So then you just buy it again when they change the price to $80. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's some like, weird Walmart inventory kerfuffling. Did you hear about the 11-year-old who bypassed Newegg system and got him a 3080 without going through the lottery? Mm, no, I haven't heard a thing about that. So he found out what happened was like Newegg was doing a lottery so that way like you could get put into it to see if you could get a card, but he figured out that if you put the pieces together to build a PC, it allowed you to add a 3080 because he was just like building it. And then what he did was he removed all the parts and it let him check out with the 3080 in stock. Oh, that's funny. And then like they realized he did it and they're like, yeah, they closed it up immediately. I'm like, that's fucking, that's genius. The kid's like, yeah, I built a $5,000 computer then removed everything but the 3080. <laughs> let him check out. Like, a bitch, kid. <laughs> I was at Micro Center, and the, then they, uh, they're marking things up themselves. Like, if you go to the video card aisle, the things that are like $600 are now $1,000. So they're doing it in-store as well, which I find kind of gross. Mike said that they were doing that at um, Newbury with Pokemon cards. Yeah, this whole scalping thing is getting out of hand. I, I get supply and demand, but it's like retail places were supposed yeah, to be the like, one safe place. The retail partners are supposed to be people who enforce MSRB on things. So if you have a partnership with yeah. Nvidia and they're giving you shipments of cards, you're supposed to do the agreed upon price. It's just crazy how they can just up the price like that. It's like, I, I get it, but it's like, I, I don't get mad at scalpers who are like, oh, you want to go spend like $1,200 on a PlayStation? That's on you. But I'm like, if I was to walk into like fucking Best Buy right now and I saw one on the shelf for $1,200, I'd be like, wait a second. Just <laughs> like, not a middleman here. It seems fucked up. <laughs> like I know right. you can charge anything like that, but it's like I, I just doesn't seem like they should be able to. I'm like, why? I'm like, so people are gonna go all so social justice warriors online, like trying to stop people for trying to up prices. But I'm like, where, where's the petition and the uprise against like Newbury Comics and fucking Micro Center for doing the same exact shit? What social justice about that? <laughs> it's oh, just people complaining sh that they can't get shit for I mean it's a valid complaint but it's not a social warrior subject uh, we have guys up here who are just like in my gaming groups for our main gaming group he's just like I reported five fucking sellers today for selling Xboxes for $800 like that's stupid did, did they send you a medal he's like yeah and he's like I also messaged him like four times giving him shit being like why'd you, why'd you go and do that and it's just like cause he can like, cause... He, then he blocks you and moves on and sells his shit yeah, whatever man. I'm like I guess I'm like I don't know why you're getting that bent out of shape I'm like it kind of sucks but I'm like it's 
it's just really stupid that Best Buy and that also play. I thought that was like I thought you couldn't do that. Yeah, I haven't been to a Best Buy in a while, but I assume they still do MSRB. They're a little more of a a major company, so I don't think they can get away with it. No, Micro Center has do... like twenty stores. They they're more a little more able to do things like that. I don't think they do price match either. Who? Uh, the um, Micro Center. Yeah, I do. Oh. Then if then wouldn't it all it take once be like it's cheaper at Best Buy? When I when <laughs> I worked at Micro Center, if you had something that was cheaper online, it, uh, you had to be a physical store and it had to be available in stock. That's crazy. Yeah. So it, like if Best Buy had something, if it was in stock and it was cheaper as for in store pickup, they would match the price at the Micro Center. Oh my god, that's fucked up. It's just like, oh, this has been sold out for six weeks over at Best Buy. Get bent. Get our price. Yeah, so that that's the thing. <laughs> like, yeah, go buy the Best Buy then. <laughs> the customer's always right. Yeah, you could just go over the Best Buy. You'll be completely right. You chose to come to Micro Center. When I worked at Radio Shack, some guy was just like, I'm from New Hampshire. Does that mean I get no state tax here? I'm like, yeah, if you go back to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. We, we go to your state. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't mean, like, it, it's not like that title just carries with you. It's not like it's a doctor title. Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny how I live in Massachusetts and would go to New Hampshire to buy, like, the big ticket items. And then I moved to Seattle and you go down to Oregon to do the same thing because they also didn't have any uh, uh, sales tax as well. But no, I don't have that option anymore. Uh, what's Arizona's tax? That's only a few hours away. State. Tax. I'm just kidding. You have to tell me. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, California doesn't have digital tax, so I can buy games on Steam and not be charged tax, and that's nice. 5.6. That's about the same as it is here. So it's probably not worth jumping state. No, if um, I live in North California and I can go to Oregon, I'd probably do the same thing, but I live in bumfuck South California. You can, option. you can save 2% tax if you were to jump borders. Oh boy. Drive through the probably... literal desert to get there. <laughs> I was gonna say you probably won't make up for it on gas at that point though, from probably no. to save for two percent and here's the thing about gas stations in the desert. <laughs> it's it's a lawless land, you can charge whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you got no other options. Bottled. I was gonna say it's probably the same thing with like bottled water. Like you can <laughs> The pull in the Disneyland method. Oh you you wanna pull a water Disneyland, it's gonna be eight bucks. Fuck stop, Burger King. He's a fourteen dollar fucking whopper mall <laughs> all right we good for this week we've been rambling we for a while, nothing. <laughs> yeah it sounds good um and if anyone's looking to buy a stadia controller and a chromecast it's a hundred dollars right now i got mine for free they just sent it to me actually officially eighty dollars sorry stadia premiere edition bundle permanently drops to eighty dollars what was it before um a hundred really yep they sent me an email, I want to say it was about maybe a year ago now. Like, hey, uh, you have some Google services. I, I have a YouTube Premium. I'm like, here's a, here's a free Stadia and a free Chromecast to go through Stadia. I have uh, used the Stadia exactly one time. I played some Panzer Dragoon. That worked perfectly fine. And then I just used the controller as a controller, because it's actually pretty nice. I was going to say, can you use the controller for anything else? Because that's the whole reason I'm trying to sign up for Luna. It has to be plugged into the cable, but it works fine. I want one of those Luna controllers just so I can say, like, I I want to be part of one of the giant biggest clusterfucks in gaming history. I want one of those controllers without paying for it. 
Luma seemed like the better deal because that was like a mm-hmm. a, a a fee service as opposed to buying the game on the cloud, which seemed ridiculous to me. Like this one, I think you can pay like what fifteen dollars a month and have all the games you want or something like that. Yeah. I have the older Amazon controller, the one they had when you they came out with that little square box uh, fire TV thing. But I, I think uh, the Luma controller looks like a, like a Switch Pro controller, doesn't it? Basically, yeah. Let's just hope it doesn't play like a um, Switch Pro controller. The worst oh God. controller in the history of controllers. Dude, people who defend that fucking thing. People, Nintendo has like the most fucking dedicated fan base I've ever seen. <laughs> they'll, they'll say like- anything is great. Oh god, I've never almost my like fiance was her. She's like, did you just slam your controller off the desk? I'm like, this hard dropped four pieces for me. She's like, are you sure you're just not hitting it? I'm like, Katie, I play Tetris. Like, it's my thing. Like, this fucking controller blows. That's when I knew the thing was a piece of shit. And I started using the two pieces together inside that weird combo yeah. thing. It's like even like that's sad. The, the that dog that face. Better. Yeah, it's fucking. It works better than that. It works yeah. better than the Pro Controller. It was the first controller that someone stole off me. I'm like, eh, I'm better without it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just absurd to charge about $70 for one of those fucking things. It was, it's more expensive yeah. than an Xbox One controller. Oh, it's ridiculous. It, like, oh my god. It has like, 3D rumble. Ooh. Does, the only thing I don't like... Does the Pro the Controller new... have the 3D rumble? I don't even know if it does. Oh. I think it might just be a Joy-Con thing. Yeah, you can read the NF- NFIC uh, chips, but... RFID, sorry. It's not that important. <laughs> I'm just checking. I, I'm I'm like the guy. Uh, no, it does have HD rumble. Okay, for all one game that supports it. <laughs> yeah. How many um, ice you got in that cup, boy? Currently, the Pro Switch controller has a 4.9 rating on Amazon. Out of out of five. Yeah, with 51,000 reviews. Nintendo has the most loyal fan base, man. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give it to them. They're like Apple <laughs> fanboys, where they just don't give a fuck what anything's wrong, and they just eat it up. I, I am not the first person to like. I love game controllers. I have a mass collection of them. I do Same. not buy controllers for them to be bad. If they're bad, I will tell you they're bad. I don't go out of my way to slam Nintendo. I love yep. a lot of their stuff, but those controllers suck. Hundred <laughs> percent. I know people who would refuse to buy uh, the 8 Super Nintendo controllers when the Nintendo ones were out of stock because they released a pair of uh, Super Nintendo controllers that are for the Switch. They released them for the uh, virtual console. And they were out of stock for a long time, but people would wait. I know one person in particular who just would not buy the 8 He wanted those Nintendo ones. It's like, it's the same controller, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? And you could... You need to get one of those Switch ones. That, doesn't it say, like, year one in it if you bought one of the first ones or whatever? It's stupid built into the clear know. version of it. No, we're going off back. We could be talking forever about how stupid fucking Nintendo is. On next week, our 10 worst favorite... Our 10 least favorite Nintendo games. Uh, officially branded Nintendo? Like, official Nintendo license? I'll do that. I'll have to pull some, uh, some gems out. Yonoid is going to be on there somewhere. Yonoid is a Capcom game. It's not a Nintendo game. Are we we'll talking to... games that came out on a Nintendo platform exclusively or games that were published by Nintendo? Because there's two different things. Uh, let's go with games that were published by Nintendo because otherwise we could be using like some of the weird like Bible games and shit like that. Let's go 10 worst published. Those Bible games were not licensed by Nintendo. 
That's what I'm saying. We gotta go for the worst. Otherwise, we we could be choosing like a bunch of the weird ones where it's just like we we need to do the Crash at the Demon Head. Nintendo. <laughs> I like that game. That's a good game. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> I was like, don't do it. I'm like, otherwise we're gonna have a two-hour episode about Brett defending Clash of the Demon Head. That game's fine. But next episode, Brett defends Clash of the Demon Head. Well, Tom goes, I told you it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's all right, man. We can fucking stop two hours ago. This is another reason, Tom. You fucking brought this upon yourself. On level two, when you do the jump across the mountain chasm, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> some of the just best scrolling you've ever seen. Just fucking reminds you of War Road and Warriors, and if it doesn't, you're fucking wrong. Or Wizards and Warriors. That's a, that's a game. Oh, yeah, that's... With its 15-second background song loop. <laughs> used to my game genie so I could see the end of the game. That game got weird. The third one, did you play the third one? Yes, that whole series got weird. Well, the second one's like the first one, but the third one got, it kind of goes off the rails. I like them though. Uh, yeah, they're decent. I mean, it's, it's rare. Rare can only do rare games. Exactly. Rare does what rare does. Like slalom. Alright, I'm gonna and get tubing. <laughs> yes, we're ending it what? with tubing. Tubing? Tubin. What about Skitchin by EA? Tubin <laughs> was a rare game, though. <laughs> you, want, you want to play Skitchin? I'll play some Skitchin. You want to go play some Skitchin right now? Hell yeah, I do. Alright, guys, we're off to play Skitchin. Until next week. <laughs> See you guys. See ya.